Okay, welcome to Vindictive to Victorious. I'm Donald Simmons, and this is my friend. Jack WD, a.k.a. The Wrestling Drummer on Instagram. And this is the show, so. <sighs> so. You're out of the frame. Oh, that's right, that's right. So, I loved your sets at the open mic. I really enjoyed it. And, yep. you know, I love your aggression and your energy, you know, because it really says something about you when, you know, you're able to really put, you know, your emotions and your, like, the things that are really, really taxing on you into one central feeling and one central emotion and make it part of your art, you know? Well, yeah, it's just the mm -hmm. st general style or something like that. Yeah. And that's what I love. That, that it, it is what you bring to the table. Yeah, I could just do any genre, whatever I want, but you sense that style and the emotion that I'm bringing out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is there anything you do to prepare for your performances? Anything I do? Uh, let me try to start off. I'm gonna start off from the beginning of the set. So before I get up there, I always take like an energy drink or a pre-workout or something like that. Okay. Yeah, for those that don't know, you know pre-workout is like a powder of like that athletes take before they work out, hence the name pre-workout. So you mix it with water, you drink that stuff. Like I take that before, that or either energy drink. And then, uh, you know, I just pace around and do stretches, jumping jacks or something like that, jump, jog in place. You know, just mm -hmm. to loosen up my body and stuff. And then I put on my headphones just to listen to my track and to get the with my lyrics and stuff, try to remember what, mm -hmm. what to say and stuff. And then when I go on to the, the actual performance itself, and then I just try to not think about the crowd too much. I just, like, change directions and mm -hmm. try to close my eyes for a little bit short time. Like, you know, constant moving, constant movement or whatever it's called, you know. You know, I do get, I still get nervous, but, like, you know, it's just, like, having those secrets of having those strategy of how to like not get yourself nervous, yeah. you know, focus on your song as well as like do your you know, just certain movements to help me not get nervous. So, I, oh. but I just can't really like think overthinking and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. That's pretty much the rundown of what I do in every open mic. So what are some times where you have overthought things through? Have I, I'm on, have I did some overthinking? Yeah, in a case it's it's in your art or in your songs and stuff. Wait, in terms of getting nervous or just yeah, no, getting nervous. Oh, in case like maybe you've talked about in your song or something. Oh, I never really talked about being nervous until my recent mm -hmm. album, but I'll get to that in a bit. But in terms of actual performance, getting nervous, there there be times I get nervous because uh, what's it called? I'd be feeling the vibes of the other songs as well as the other crowd, and I'm like trying to. Nice. And and it's it's very bad because I just compare it to what I want to express and my songs I'm like oh shit they're not gonna feel this, <laughs> and then you know I just and there are times where I do get ready and other times I don't get ready as much as I want to and I just you know get out there and just do it because you know it's it's all just practice until mm -hmm. you're offered a actual show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but in terms of getting nervous on music uh wait performing the music or what i write about it could be both oh performing music oh that's i already talked about that but in terms of writing a song about getting nervous uh mm -hmm. 
I released an album called Suicide Victim, in which, uh, what's it called? I think the second song, Zipper Mouth, is like literally the reason why I don't talk to people that too often, wow. especially during school. Like, mm -hmm. like if you listen to the lyrics, it's like the reason why I don't talk to people as much is literally there. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Oh yeah. That's really deep, by the way. Yeah. I love that. Check it out on SoundCloud. Suicide Victim by Jack WD. And Jack's podcast is very good as well. I listened to it the first hour. It's really good. Oh yeah, just uh, me giving the synopsis of the whole album and then breaking down the lyrics and telling everybody what it means, what each mm -hmm. one means. Just like I do with my poetry. Some of you guys may have seen uh, on my poetry YouTube channel. I break down what my poems are about and I really go into you know my inner psyche behind what I was thinking. The detail. At the time. Mm -hmm. So take me back a little bit because I love to do an origin story. Oh, yes. Uh, where are you from? I'm actually born in Lakewood. And uh, where mm -hmm. it used to be called Kimball Hospital, but um, at the time it was called Kimball Hospital. Now it's called Monmouth Medical Center, but I still call it oh, Kimball wow. over at Lakewood. So mm -hmm. born there 97, roughly. Well, actually, I was born there in 97, October 97. Oh, okay. So, but uh, my family, they're actually Filipino. They, all of nice. them, are, most of them are from the Philippines and then moved here. And then a week later, I was born. That's awesome. A week after they moved to the States? Roughly, yeah. That is wild. Wow. Yeah. And it's like, you know, you're getting ready, you're preparing, and you know, you're not, you're kind of, you know, you're not in the moment until, you know, you get to the States, you know, it's like the land of opportunity, a new world. And then it's like, you know, a blessing is into the world, you know, a week later. Like, that's really wild. Oh, yeah. That's really, that's actually like some deep divine shit. Like, you know. Yeah. So, so take me back even with some of your upbringing. Was it difficult for you being in Lakewood? Because I know Lakewood is mostly um, between, um, I guess, the Jewish community and a lot of Black people and then even a lot of um, like Italians too. Was it difficult for you being like Asian in Lakewood? Uh... As much as I want to say it, it's really not as bad as you think it is. Like you know, really, because it's so diverse over at Lakewood. Like mm -hmm. you know, but the the Jewish and everybody else, they're separate. And Jewish are like their own, um, their own population basically. Mm -hmm. Everyone else is like Hispanic and Black, and everyone else in between and stuff. So, oh wow! So like you know, it all comes down to just accepting everybody, really. So yeah, what's it called? Uh, I I did make my friends uh, here and there and stuff. Well, that's good. Yeah, pretty much. Everyone had their own group and stuff. I basically was like a little bit of everything. So mm -hmm. I was, I had pretty all right years, you know, had, you know, a couple of best friends here and there. Everyone else, you know, I just talked and say they're my friends and stuff, you know, but mm -hmm. we're still cool. Everybody, I'm cool with everybody there. Nice, nice. Yeah, it's all about like knowing how to blend in with that population, really, not just feeling like you have to fit in. Exactly. Yeah. Like, you have to spot out what makes um th that group that group, and then try to like you know build a relation to that group. Yeah, I think a lot of kids need to hear that. Definitely, so yeah. I think, I think you should also put that into your music. Like put some of your childhood upbringing experiences and a lot of your school stories into your music too. 
it doesn't just have to be, you know, maybe an album about one subject. You can even be an app, like every few songs, we'll switch the subject, you know? Yeah, that's what I'm planning to do mm -hmm. with a, a expected June or July album. I still haven't organized everything yet, but you know, that's somewhere around that line. June or July album. I didn't give it a name yet. I'm still thinking. Nice. You said it's in the EP, right? Oh yeah, and the, before that is the EP around May, which is like all rap metal stuff. Oh, okay. See. I didn't know you had an EP and an album coming out. I thought it was just the EP only. Oh yeah, which is why we're doing the podcast so I can, mm -hmm. you know, release that mm -hmm. stuff for the first time. Very nice. Yeah. So, it was a consensus because I had wanted to ask this question, but my mom really wanted to know too. So it's got a combination of both of us. <laughs> She had said, you know, what made you really want to combine rap with metal? What made in your music? Oh, it's it's sim simply for the fact that uh, I mean, it they're both two things that I really like. But actually, I was more of a metal person, all hundred percent metal before I even got into rap. Like uh, mm -hmm. well, let's take it back to my middle school. Well, actually, elementary when. I was like 11 years old. Mm -hmm. I was listening to like Slipknot and Five Finger Death Punch. And I was like nice. so into them. But the, the kind of the stepping stones to rap started when I was like 14 years old. Mm -hmm. Hollywood and Dead. I was nice. like, I was like listening to them and started getting inspired to want to write my own stuff for mm -hmm. literally a year. But mm -hmm. then I stopped because I was like getting back into like metal and stuff. And it wasn't until I was like, oh, 19 years old when I started doing rap. I'm like literally just doing rap, but then it was my third song, Cage Match, which, you know, I revised the lyrics and everything was when I decided to just do rap metal and stuff. Because it's mm -hmm. just, I hear the instrumental and I'm like, damn, I want to rap over this. Because, nice. you know, it's just literally two things I really like and just combine the two and just put it put it out there. Nice, nice. Uh, what else do I want to say? Uh, dang. Yeah, and then I thought it would be a unique style to just bring around Jersey because no, hardly anybody else do, does that. Like That's true. Yeah. So far as me and, I don't know, this one dude named Barzan who is from New Brunswick. Mm -hmm. Dude can fucking rip it. Nah, metal. Awesome. Awesome. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Barzan. You and I need to collab one day. <laughs> so, I, see, I felt like we got to get off topic with a lot of the music stuff, but... yeah. It helps anyway, you know, because yeah. it's all part of the story of you, you know. Oh, yeah. Because, and I love that, you know, you kind of elaborated on that and were able to really share how that was kind of the foundation of what got you into doing that full time, you know. Yeah. Also, another thing I want to mention mm -hmm. is, uh, you know, I also go around YouTube and just find like, rap rap metal mashups of like mm -hmm. you know other metal song was it instrumentals from metal instrumental, songs and then mm -hmm. and come and how they mashed up with eminem and their videos that actually did that i heard heard some of that stuff and that literally brought me much closer to one of making rap metal nice who are your favorite mcs in rap favorite mcs and rap oh man that's a good question because <laughs> I'm, I'm actually not too close into rap because uh you know again i'm still trying to climb up there mm -hmm. in terms of mcs definitely definitely eminem i'll, I'll i love eminem uh, yeah he's he's literally um, arguably the greatest rapper of all time I have he to say. is the goat 
He has well one of the goats. One I of think. the goats, yeah. There, there are a select few, I think. Yeah. Like, I love Nina Cherry. She was the she was really the first female rapper, and she had a song in the eighties called Buffalo Stance, which was like a huge hit, and she really paved the way for you know Cardi B, Nicki Minaj, Foxy Brown, Lauryn Hill, you know all of them, and she was before Vanilla Ice and like 10, 12 years before Eminem. You know, so I really love her. And her daughter actually just won an award yesterday oh, at that, the Brit Awards. Mm -hmm. That's very and they awesome. And they panned to her in the audience, and it was really nice. So yeah. Her, her daughter's name is Mabel. She's a pop singer, so. Oh, that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Okay, back to MCs. Sorry. It's all right. It's all right. I'm, I remember. Uh, Back to MCs. Eminem, definitely. Tech 9, that dude can literally mm -hmm. speed rap. Same with in Token. He can, and Kid's on the uprising. Like, he's... Actually younger than me, and he's already big. Nice. Like, was he 21 or something like that? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, Tech 9 Token. There's uh, a underground rapper. Well, two underground rappers I want to mention. Mm -hmm. Project, who does trap metal. And, well, he's actually any genre he wants, but he's mm -hmm. trap metal and emo rap. I always like to listen to him. And then a rapper, a horrorcore rapper named Loki, L-O-K-E-Y. Good. And I, him and I follow each other on Instagram, and now I'm going to be on his album soon. Was Loki, did, was it the open mic? No, it was, the, they're two separate ones. Oh. Yeah, because I'm, I'm the, the Loki that came to our open mic, he doesn't have the Y in his name. Oh, yeah, he, that's right, that's right. He has periods in between each letter. This one, mm -hmm. the Loki I'm talking about, has, you know, no periods or anything. It's just L-O-K-E-Y. Okay. And he wears the mask, too, as well. Nice. Yeah, I always bump to his music. And uh, who else? One more I want to mention. Zilla Kami from Z City Morgue. Like, Ooh. Oh, my God. You got to listen to that. I dude. love that name. Zilla City Morgue. Yo, him and Sauce Mula are in that group. And, you know, every time they put someone up on YouTube, alongside with Token as well, um, uh, I just click on it right off the bat. Awesome. And I, I that shows more about you, too, that, you know, I love that you take the time, like myself, to really look into other artists and study the methods of other artists. And it, it can help your art, too. Definitely, it can yeah. help your style, your delivery, your intonation, you know, just little things like that. That, you know, even, and you may not even notice it, too. Yeah. Until it's a lot, it's later in life and you're like, wow, like, they really killed it. I think I really did a good job because I look at them, you know. Yeah. And I think the younger generation should do that as well, you know, look into the ones that came before them, you know. Definitely, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, just look up to, uh, you know, the guys that really got those skills and just, you know, carry on, on over to keep the tradition alive. Keep on. Yeah, just to keep 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 the tradition alive and, uh, you know, not just get sucked into trends and stuff. You know, you just, I want people, artists to like, make whatever they want, not just do it because it's popular. Yeah, Because, you know, it, because, you know, you could already tell they're doing it for the money if they do something that's popular. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you do your own thing, you do it for the love, really. Very, very true. Yeah. And I think that a lot of artists are going independent because they can't handle the record labels anymore. And Definitely, yeah. they don't really want the pressures of being a mainstream artist. The pressure. Yeah, it really depends on, on the person. Like, uh... To be honest, I do prefer to be independent because, you know, I just want to simply because I want to make whatever I want, really. I don't want a yeah. label telling me what to do and shit. There's that, too. Yeah. And I think that, you know, 
there's also it's also from a financial aspect too where if you're independent you control your masters and you actually make all the money too definitely yeah mm-hmm. so that way you are able to be prosperous and live a healthy life oh yes that's that's a big plus for being independent definitely you know, because if you're under a label you only get a portion of what you make and the rest just goes to label yeah so i'm so sorry but i'll track again but that, but i think that's the part of a great conversation you know we it can be free-flowing or it can even be structured but you know even if we do a golf topic and it's structured you know we still find a way to come back to center you know totally yeah so take me take me into your teenage years you know did you have a lot of struggles as a teenager or even as a preteen or a child that like major like any major struggles or even little struggles that kind of affected you in the long run Mm, affected me in the long run uh again as mentioned before with the song zipper mouth it always it describes why i was quiet and my during my school years mm-hmm. and the description is pretty much there but you know how it being quiet also affected what um, affected my social life too you know i didn't have too many friends and stuff you know but at the same time it's eh, kind of good because you know i gotta be careful who i'm around and who i talk to definitely yeah but uh and you know i'm a i'm a, one of my friends described me as a, as a quirky kid as in you know i'm a, i am quiet but then there's people that definitely want to know more about me unless i i'm not, right when i say something and stuff you know like wow. like i'm not like i'd rather be asked questions rather than just saying stuff you know mm-hmm. oh yeah i don't know how to describe it but like you know i was primarily a quiet person who didn't really say much uh what else oh yeah when i was six years old i was in speech therapy for 10 years up to sophomore year because of Mm -hmm. both stuttering and reading comprehension problems because you know i i I struggle a lot with reading and writing and uh i was always a stutterer because because you know i like to talk pretty fast and stuff but not but not but at the same time i'm trying to like control my talking really like, that's good that you're taking steps to work at it too yeah and how has your um how has you being in speech therapy helped you or has it kind of been stagnated for you uh i only tested it out because uh you know i just simply got better but never completely got out of it because you know my my brain it's still gonna carry on for a while I mean, it's never gone completely like stuttering and reading comprehension it's just gonna carry on for a while. Of course, uh, it, yeah. Yeah, I've just only tested it out because it just reached a proficiency to have me be able to do things on my own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just make sure we're still okay. Okay. So, were you ever teased or bullied because of your um, because of your uh, how do I say? I don't think disability is not the right word. No, or do you think it is? Not at all. No, actually, because yeah. you know it was barely noticeable. Oh, um, really? And among other kids, but to adults, it was noticeable. Mm-hmm. Which is why I got put in speech therapy. But no, I really wasn't picked on because of my disabilities or anything. Oh wow, that's consider yourself lucky. 
I think I think there are because a lot of kids are bullied with disabilities and things, and yeah. I think it is something that is a problem. And even when I was a kid, I think, and even more now because of you know things like social media and people attacking people. And when I was in school, you know, I was more, you know, at the at the invention of social media, like 2007, and I remember there was a, woman, a girl with special needs in my school, and she, you know, had, I get, I think she had Down syndrome, and, you know, when she had to drop out of school because they were, the kids were bullying her on social media and teasing her, so it was a lot, it was a lot. That's terrible. Mm -hmm. She deleted her social media and everything, too. It was, it was really bad for her. Yeah, that, that's just literally uncalled for, really. Yeah, so... What would you say to someone who is maybe in your position or her position? Look, like, as you're able to learn differently or as you're able to look back and share things that mm. things that you learned to cope with it. Things that I learned to cope with bullying. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I, I don't know. It's been literally been a while since I've been bullied, really. really? It's been years, actually. Like, more than that. Wow. Like... I'm saying back to your school years. Oh, back to my school years. Yeah, I'm. I'm still trying to remember that because it's been a while. Wow. Because you know I joined wrestling and and it just you know gives that intimidation factor. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But like really, uh, no, I really I really don't remember how I coped with it other than just teachers spotting it out. Really. Wow. Really. Yeah. Again, I was quiet. Who barely spoke up, but mm -hmm. you know. I, I just, it's all about perseverance really and toughness that's that just really it came down to yeah. from my end you know just literally persevere through it and don't let it get to you very very nice that that's very good advice too and i think even because i was was bullied in school too and i think i would have needed somebody like you to tell me that if i was in school you know because i like you i was also very quiet in school and i never really spoke you know but then at home, I was more like that was where I could was able to really like talk and be expressive. But yeah. then, you know, to my family, it was more, you know, oh, you talk too much and da da da. But I think, I don't know if it was me more kind of like venting too much, I guess, because venting. I couldn't do that in school. I don't know. But this isn't about me. You know, this is more about you. But, you know, I wanted to share my experience, you know, so that. You know, they kind of bring it full circle, you know? Mm, yeah, pretty much. I'm actually quiet everywhere, even around my own family, actually. Oh, wow, really? To be honest, yeah. Because, mm -hmm. you know, I'm there be times where I have, like, these certain thoughts in my head, and I'm just, like, rather be in my own world and not just, yeah. you know, vibe with everybody else. You know, I just rather be in my own world. You are like, put your headphones on, listen yeah. to, like, YouTube and stuff. Definitely, yeah. Mm -hmm. Or music and like, You know, mm -hmm. follow your own vibes and not follow it someone else's. Definitely, definitely. And I always tell people, and even I tell my girls on YouTube too, and I tell them, you know, listen to the music of your own drum, you know? Yeah. Don't, if society's telling you something that you don't want to hear, then try something different. Because I always preach for independence. I always stress, you know, that I think the best type of freedom is well really number one financial freedom of course for anybody definitely but, yeah but i also think you know the freedom to 
feel and think how you want to think, you know. That is also another form of freedom, too. Yeah, 100%. So, I'm trying to figure out a way to ask this question, too, because... Uh, oh, what were some things that you went through in school? What were... I know you said you were quiet. You were... Um, you were rarely teased, bullied, all of that. And you never really spoke up when you were in wrestling, so... Yeah. Maybe what were your, some of your stories from wrestling? What were your craziest stories from your wrestling days? Craziest stories from wrestling days? Uh, oh, man. I, I'm going to try to go back to my freshman year and try to think from there. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Oh, man. Dang. Dang. It's really been years because, you know, I'm, I've been focused on, focusing on coaching the other kids this season. So now I'm trying to, like, go back, go all the way back to my first experiences stuff. You know, oh wow! How much I could say about freshman year, sophomore year? Uh, yeah, I still have the video of my very first. Wait, well, yeah, no, not not. I wouldn't say first, but like within the first varsity pins, which is a seventeen-second pin against Madawan. Nice. I still got the video. Nice. You know, I was, I was like, uh, I had two matches before that day, which were both losses against Liberty and Jackson Liberty and Colson. I got very upset mm -hmm. because I got pinned. Um, when you know, I on like positions that I could have gotten out of, I was like so upset, and then I that carried on over to matter one. I just let it all out in 17 seconds and just won the whole awesome. thing. Awesome, awesome. Sure, you dominated the opposing team. Well, 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 we we still lost, but like you know, for my match, I still won. Yeah, yeah, it's like I'm a, so yeah, consider yourself a winner too. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. What you were saying, yeah, uh, um. Uh, what else? What else can I say about wrestling? Uh, no, I don't want to talk about that next one. Uh, maybe save for Patreon because Patreon is more private. No, no, not even. It's <laughs> no, it's a little upsetting that that one moment. Uh, junior year. Let's let let's hop into junior year. Uh, let's see what 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 happened when I was a junior. Um, oh oh. There's this one interesting story, which is uh against Manchester. Mm -hmm. uh, what's it called? In South Jersey, for those of you guys who aren't from New Jersey or America. Yeah, we, we went over to Manchester, and I was actually sick and coughing the whole entire week. And, oh, no. You know, you know, I tried to not let it affect me and stuff, but then I was on a lo losing streak, too, that year, too, as well. Uh, and so was he, actually, when I looked mm -hmm. at the records, you know. I, we were the final match of the night and then I was getting I was getting destroyed. I'm losing zero five in the first period. Oh wow. Then I think I chose down position and then we started at down. And then, you know, we were like trying to throw um throw hands and stuff, all that shit. Mm -hmm. What else? And then and I was like on all fours and then and I think uh one of my coaches said yelled out headhunt and which means you gotta grab the guy is high and then you have to grab the head so he's on his shoulders but mm -hmm. but really i just did like some kind of forward flip and then we're both on our backs so wow. so like the referee is counting back points but i don't know to who but um but i was like feeling the guy um and then i had him trapped on both arms and legs so i all i had to did i had to do was move him to his shoulders because i was on top of him Mm -hmm. And I pinned him at the very last second, and I knew I won, but everyone else was so confused. 
and you know and when the referee came over to the table to explain everything and then came back to center told, told us to shake hands and then he raised my hand and my team was excited even though we lost oh wow like they already clinched at that time but and you know i won by pin and then they were still excited because it was such a dramatic match very very great what a crazy time yeah uh and another and two more facts i made an essay about that whole event during one of my college classes nice and like i still have the file somewhere in my phone and also another fact he was on my last semester in college he was in my statistics class wow we did not talk about it actually he would Mm -hmm. like we didn't even talk at all actually he didn't even know it was me but i knew it was him but he sat like like the third row third seat in the front of class i sat in the back corner wow yeah so when i heard that name i was like damn it's him but he doesn't remember me actually he got jacked up actually oh wow like he actually put on all put on like 40 pounds or something like that and damn but like he's he, like he's pretty good Mm -hmm. actually he he was beating me but until like i caught him wow yeah i know in wrestling a lot of well not wrestling but i know in football a lot of uh football players have like concussions to the head or they have like ptsd or something like they have a lot of i guess conditions and afflictions from you know just the sport of playing sport and really being in the sport did you get any like any did you get hit or did you get any like concussions or any like mental mental health issues from being in wrestling or being hurt in any way? Nothing that affected my mental health in wrestling actually. The only time I was like really, really hurt was towards the end of my senior year when mm. like I got I got put to my neck and I cracked my neck and it just oh, traveled no. to my shoulder and it just carried on the rest of the season. And I still wrestled my matches, actually. Did they bench you for the rest of the season? No, not at all, actually. Wow. I had to still wrestle because they need me at that oh, weight class. Oh, my God. But, like, after that in, after that match or injury, I actually won that match. Awesome. Yeah, yeah after that, I just went one and two mm -hmm. afterwards, really. Awesome. Because that, that shoulder really hurt it a lot. That is so cool. Yeah. It's and, I'm, and I'm glad you were able to succeed and win the match, too. Yeah, just, just keep pushing. Yeah, of course. Yeah, Gotta keep trucking. You know, as they say. Yeah. I'm trying to really figure out because I I know what I, I know what I want the Patreon part to be. But I'm trying to figure out more than the YouTube part because let me look at the timestamp. All right, so 30 minutes. I want maybe five more minutes until we do the Patreon part. So. Oh yes. So. How do you think that your story has made you who you are? My story made me who I and am. And your experiences and wrestling and growing up in Lakewood and, you know, even just being Filipino in America. How do you think all of that has shaped you to, to be who you are today? Hmm. You know, it, it's all about not forgetting where you came from, which is why I call, my, call myself Jack WD, meaning wrestling drummer, because, you know, that stuff I did in the past and then... I just somehow put it, turn it into a rap name just because to let people know you should not forget where you came from and what you did in the past. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm a, I like to, you know, you know, still call myself wrestling drummer because, you know, that's what everyone in high school knew me for. 
and but also at the same time go by the name of Jack WD just to remind people yes this is me as a rapper and yes I'm getting up there awesome I and I love the significance of your name too yes. and even even what you said the whole time just you know the fact that you know it is based on taking pride in where you come from and you know never forgetting your roots you know definitely yes because I think you know, the deeper part of that, because you guys know I love it to go deeper with people, is that, you know, culture and environment and geography and even just social interaction and, you know, just a lot of other things too. All of these, all of these things make you who you are as a person. And I see, I sense that, you know, you are confident and you are able to stand tall because of your ability to overcome. And I think it takes a lot of resilience to do that. Definitely, yeah. So, you know, I even brought you here because I love your story and hearing your art and, you know, knowing how far you've come. So I just want to say thank you for really persevering and being resilient to get to this point. Because I think without, without you going through what you went through for all these years you wouldn't be here today so definitely thank you it, thank you. it all comes together and pieces together into one just until one person into mm -hmm. the present day person who i am of course so, so mm -hmm. i just look back at that stuff and just, and ask myself how did it turn me into what i am today and it, this is how it all pieced together mm -hmm. definitely i think we all i think everyone does that you think yeah everybody just literally throws and throws Our stuff time. in there everything what's it called people just leave stuff in the past and just forget about that stuff but like i tend not to because you know i want to like share my stuff with people really because yeah. you know when if you forget your stuff and forget your roots people are, are most likely going to forget about you because that's what they knew you for so that's i true. i don't want to forget what shaped me to this day and then you know just be that person very nice yeah. and i'm the same way as well too you know, and people see it more on my side, like the people around me see it as more of a bad thing, but I see it as a good thing, you know, and I'm able, like, because I'm like an elephant, I never, I never forget anything, and I'm able to, you know, if somebody does something really bad to me, I'm able to be like, oh, well, on this day, you did this, and you remember that, and while they forget about it, I still remember, you know. Definitely, yeah. Mm -hmm. Are yeah. you that way too? Yeah, whenever some someone does me wrong, that's gonna catch up on them. I'm yeah, I'm gonna make karma. sure mm -hmm. I'm gonna make sure that catches up on them. Yeah, very nice, very nice. And you know, I think you should use all of the times that people have done you wrong, and use all of the, you know, all of like even with your stuttering, your speech therapy, and you know, use those stories and put those in your music too. You know, yeah. because you don't have to look at it as a bad thing you just look at it as you know this is how i remember it this is how i experienced my life at that time and i want to share it with the world yeah just turn all that into energy mm -hmm. yeah turn it all into positive energy too because there may be someone who's going through it right now and who may need you know some encouragement by hearing and people even when you were fans may listen to your music and be like wow i'm going through that same thing and what jack said really changed my life and changed my mindset Probably, yeah. Mm -hmm. 
So, okay. All right, so this has been part one of the show. Part two will be on Patreon, so check that out as well. I love you guys now. Bye.